The New Yorker said on Monday that it had suspended the staff writer Jeffrey Tubin after he exposed himself during a Zoom call last week with employees of the magazine and WNYC Radio, according to two people familiar with the call. Staff writers at the New Yorker and employees from WNYC, which jointly produced the magazine's podcast, were on a joint video call prepping for election night cut. Do you guys remember Tubin, Lubin Tubin, on his Zoom call? with everyone leaving his camera on and playing with himself. So we're going to talk about some steamy sh stuff today, but it's about privacy, not about that. So we started a little bit of hotness because there's a lot going on. So one thing that people don't know is that porn websites actually collect a lot of information. In fact, States now have decided that Pornhub has to verify ages. Why? Because they got caught. They got caught with kitty porn. They got caught with underage people in there. They got caught, so they want verification. Now, here's the thing. Pornhub has decided, along with other people, to block a specific state. First red flag. How do you block a specific state? question mark. <laughs> VPNs are on the rise, of course, and those collect even more information. But let's just take a look at this crackdown on ID requiring access to porn websites. It actually started in Louisiana and Utah's in the mix. But why Utah and what is the problem? That's the question you should be asking yourself. What is the real story behind Pornhub? Why are they reluctant? to agree to other methods of ID verification and are demanding a very specific one. Take a listen to the news segment from about four months ago from Louisiana. This is quite fascinating. <laughs> New law took effect in Louisiana. Let's tell you about that. It requires people to submit their age and a state-submitted ID before they could log on to a porn site. As of right now, Pornhub is the only site that's following the new law. Other sites remain accessible to anyone in the state, but if you log into Pornhub in Louisiana today, you'll be directed to a third-party identification site before you can go any further. So, Guy, let's go to you. Like it or not? I got to tell you, this is a this is a woozy. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of teens are actually probably addicted to porn, so I can see what they're doing here. Uh, at the same time, you know, I guess when you log on to this thing, and you have to what, put your upload your ID. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Well, you know, they have this real ID that's coming for the government in order to fly. And so now you're telling me I have to upload that in order to get a rise in my Levi's. I mean, it's a little bit hard to kind of swallow. But uh, I think that ultimately when folks do this and they and they get a chance to, to look how it all goes into play, it, it'll work out. You know, one thing's for sure, though, there's going to be a lot of sticky driver licenses in the state of Louisiana. What is this going to do? What is this going to do? OK, I totally love him. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally love him. Like what he said a rise in my Levi's, a sticky digit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was funny. That was actually quite funny. And one of them was like, <laughs> she was like, um, she had that look that I make sometimes when it's like, yeah, I didn't read the room right. You know, and <laughs> the guy, <laughs> that was like hilarious. The guy didn't even like think about it, but pay attention to what he's saying.
In Louisiana, they, they created this law where you can pick. Either you upload a picture of your face and then AI will determine your age. And if AI can't determine your age, it'll be like, yo, upload me the front and back of your ID. Do you guys remember over a year ago when I was like, damn, I'm being banned everywhere? Where, by the way, we all have to acknowledge, Rumble is probably the only safest place where we can actually put things and they don't get banned. Let's be straight with that. And it's actually got a a lighter client now. And I know that they're working on it. Hence my delay as well, because I wanted to start my show at seven, but I was having severe difficulty issues because apparently I've been live streaming since May 5th. So uh, there we go. Um, (laughs) Hopefully uh, nothing was really playing (laughs) because that would be fun. Um, So Let's 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 unpack this for a second. So this happened in Louisiana four months ago. They introduced it. So first, f- facial recognition will have you know AI uh, recognize you. If that doesn't work, or if that works, that's fine. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to tell you it's not going to work because they want your ID anyway. So then they take your identification and then they save it. But here's the deal: it's starting to get creepy because you know they did the same thing in Utah, but apparently adult websites block Utah in protest of new age verification law. Now, if you are, and you know, this was said to me by someone so smart, people know him as Miguel, right? Yeah, total, like, why are they hiding this? Why don't they want verification? That's the key question. This is what we're going to talk about. You're going to be like, oh, because they want kids on. No, pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. Why is it that they want verification? They don't want verification because it's very specific. They're asking for very specific verification. They even have, uh, they even have uh, um, weirder demands. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen cyber news, but that's AI generated news. Have you ever seen that? Well, we're going to see a one minute segment on that. That's actually creepy because it's pretty on point. But I want you guys to see the one minute segment from, uh, you know, AI created news and see what they have to say about Pornhub's problem. Here we go. Hi, Joe, the artificially generated newscaster, and here's some more tech-related news for you. The heat map of Google searches for VPN products surged in Utah recently. It was a result of Pornhub cutting its access in Utah to protest a new law passed by the state legislators. Utah now demands age verification before accessing adult content. Some point out that the requirement is nearly impossible to enforce. Others claim it poses huge privacy risks because it demands you give your ID card to every pornography site you visit. Utah lawmakers say the law is intended to protect children from harmful content. Almost a dozen other U.S. states have already implemented similar restrictions. As search data shows, they seem to have little effect on people's browsing habits, becoming a goldmine for VPN providers instead. VPNs, or virtual private networks, allow internet users to connect through servers based in different locations, easily circumventing local restrictions. In addition to generally making your browsing safer, they now gained an additional significance in Utah and some other states. By the way, in addition to publishing daily updates from the world of cybersecurity, our channel also does tons of- All right, so as you can see, Pornhub, doesn't want ID. People don't want ID. They didn't 
kick up a fuss like they did in Louisiana, but they kicked it up here because Louisiana had facial recognition. But people kicked up a fuss, and the question is why? And we used Pornhub, right? Pornhub is the one that led it, right? So let's think about it. Let's unpack the problems that people have. Well, I don't want people getting my identification if I'm on Pornhub. And it's like, it doesn't matter. NSA already has that. So, mm. but I get it. You don't want people to know what you're into or that you're freaky or anything like that. So everyone would be like, well, that's fair. Well, think of it this way. That could actually be used against you too. Remember all the Hunter Biden porn, right? Maybe we should just ban it because the Bidens are in on it. Think about it for a second. I want you guys, we're having this conversation right now, okay? This is very important, right? People don't want to give their identification and it's understandable. They just want free porn, which is, <laughs> which is, you know, then you have to wonder how do all these porn people make money, but whatever. They want free porn. Maybe we shouldn't have porn on websites, period. Um, and that's even better. Uh, that way we can't use under, oh, well, we're just protecting this class. That's why we need to take all your information from this class. And it starts with something of protection. This is how you segue collecting information. I want you guys to pay attention to what Pornhub has to say, you know, as we get into it, because then you'll understand. Now, VPNs, uh, while many people think are protected, I can tell you that uh, over 15 years ago, it was actually in 2010, I teamed up with a team of people, uh, just a bunch of nerds, and we created an app. It was a game. I think many of you played it too, where you decide how you're going to spread disease faster. <laughs> Ding, 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 right? Yeah, I was one of those people. Um, so we actually uh, put this video game together to see how things spread out. Now, what we did was um, we did it off of an algorithm that one friend of mine had that was a VPN. VPNs collect more data than your ISP does, and I'll tell you why. They have to pinpoint and go back at certain places. Now, a lot of people say that's safe. Actually, they have a lot of rules and implementation in regards to law enforcement. So that's actually more tedious and more compartmentalized. They actually look to see where you go through. Now, a lot of them will say, no, like we dump it, we do this. Remember, 702 collections, 72 hours, they hold all that data, just saying. Now, while I said that, train of thought, let's move on to see what the news have said. And you know who I'm going to use? I'm going to use this guy that has something called the damage report. He's all right. I don't agree with a lot of the commentary, but he's just an opiner. And sometimes we just agree with people that we don't really agree with all the time. But I want you to listen to his commentary because it's quite interesting to see that people have really dropped the ball on what is really going on here. So please take a listen to this news report. And keep that in mind. What is really going on here? Why is Pornhub so upset with Utah? Pay attention. In Utah, if you try to load up a website, which I'm reading is called Pornhub, uh, you're not going to see what you're looking for, whatever it is that they have there. Instead, you'll see this. Hi, I'm Sheree DeVille. As you may know, your elected officials have required us to verify your age before granting you access to our website. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. In addition, mandating age verification without proper enforcement gives platforms the opportunity to choose whether or not to comply. 
As we've seen in other states, this just drives traffic to sites with far fewer safety measures in place. Very few sites are able to compare to the robust trust and safety measures we currently have in place. In order to protect children and user privacy, any legislation must be enforced against all platforms offering adult content. So that is both awesome and definitely not what people in Utah were expecting when they tried to log on to whatever Pornhub is. Um, so basically what uh, Sharitaville, who by the way has appeared on our show, uh, she's an activist in a number of different topics, including attempting to use pornography to get guys to be a little bit more cautious before jumping into cryptocurrency. That's what we actually talked about. But anyway, uh, there she is attempting to get people to put a little bit of pressure on their government in Utah to dial back some of the legislation they've passed recently, including SB 287, online pornography viewing age requirements, which was passed in March and goes into effect today. In that law, a commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of an individual attempting to access the material. So they have it in Utah, it's working its way through other state legislatures. And as Sheree pointed out in that video, even if we assume that everybody who voted for this in Utah was operating in good faith, and you know, feel free to make the decision to accept that, um, that doesn't mean that that's the effect that it actually has. It is easy to get around those surfaces, and there are side effects of setting up those sorts of age requirements, which might result in people being victimized, both children, but then also adults as well, who might go to other sites and then they might be victimized, identity stolen, all the different stuff that she went into in that video. So. I think it's a really interesting tactic. I like that Pornhub is once again using their clout, I guess. Clout. So now Pornhub has, look at his face. Like I froze it on that. Sorry, man. Like, let's just be real. Okay, look at that face. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. Damn. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say something. I'm, I kept that. Look at that face. All right. He needs to stop. It's understandable that <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I got to change the face. Sorry, guys. I just got to change it a little bit. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Mr. Damage Report. I'm so sorry. <laughs> In the. Okay, let's leave it there. All righty then. So. What Pornhub says is, no, age verification is not the way we're going to do it. We're going to verify your age through your device ID. Okay. Very key here. Now, what he says is actually quite quite true, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that get extorted. I mean, even in Hunter Biden's emails, he was extorted by Russian, uh, you know, uh, chicks on you know porn sites, right? Happens all the time. Uh, people feel uncomfortable providing their details to multiple sites. Uh, I get it. I mean, you don't want to know what kind of stuff you get your freak on with, right? And I understand it, right? Uh, not that you know. I mean, just. I don't know why people, um, I mean, when I was younger, yeah, totally looked. I mean, anyone that says it didn't stop, you lying. But um, it's all about people not being victimized with it too. And I get it. That's a fact. Nobody wants to, you know, be victimized for whatever they like to observe, you know. And But on the other hand, we want to protect children, one, from being put into that, right? Or, you know, 
being exposed to that. You don't want your kids seeing that. And then on the other hand, we don't want teenagers and young adults to see it because that's like expectations that will never be met. Okay. Let's be legit. Okay. Those, these are professionals. Okay. So how do we fix this? Do we just give them our device ID? So that way we can access things that are considered whatever. This is, this is, this is like, you know, this is a real discussion here. Yes, we need to protect the kids. And yes, that legislation is legit, perfect, amazing. We need to have age verification. We shouldn't have people that aren't of age looking at, you know, they've got anything from like Chicka Bow Wow 70s that you could watch on your TV, you know, late night and it's soft to like really crazy stuff all the way up to snuff, right? So it's important that we understand how we tackle this. So Pornhub, apparently, according to this guy, has a lot of clout. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just still laughing at the face that I froze on. I'm so sorry. I cannot get over that. I am so sorry. It's just like the way he said it, it was like he's giddy that he knows that they're like the source of everything. In fact, you know, we see that Hunter Biden used Pornhub a lot. Everybody used Pornhub a lot. Everybody does. All Most of the males in DC for sure. I mean, huh, I don't have to tell you that. You can probably FOIA that from someone, I guess. But, but it's scary. Since the dovetail of COVID QR codes isn't working that well, people don't feel that comfortable with it. They've already implemented machines in supermarkets in order to have remote, uh, not remote, non-contactless payments, right? So now you're tapping your card. See, they do it little by little. They're not just going to say, eh, no cash. They're going to be doing it little by little. Palm recognition, face recognition. They're just trying stuff out, right? But bottom line is ID and me started it all which is like a central place where they're collecting information. Now, if we assess this from many multiple, let's just say multiple perspectives. So if you look at it from the government perspective, let's pretend I'm the US government, okay? I have a problem here. I've got so much data on every single citizen, but it's spread out across the nation in different facets and not harnessed in one place. Now, most of you will say, well, they shouldn't have our data. They do. Okay, that train, that ship, everything that left the station like in 1990, right? That ship sailed, it's moored, it sailed again. It's been around the earth a million times. That's already happened, finished. They already have your data. I mean, if anything, you want to see how much data is out there. Remember, didn't we have 2000 mules? Fantastic film, fantastic evidence of how they were stuffing ballots. But what did they do? They collected data from these unknown people. They purchased that data because so many People have data, so many companies, so many agencies, so many other people. Now, I have mentioned a nation in Europe that is a leading, leading in, get this, um, quantum firewalls, or, <laughs> but we don't have quantum internet, but they're making quantum firewalls. And they are the leading in whatever they call blockchain, and they have substantial coders that, uh, well, the state itself has the most incredible teams creating their codes. And again, the way I feel about blockchain is that when it's not open source completely and it's, you know, it's the first chain, you can always bake things in there. Nothing's safe. So what do we do? What do we do right now? We have them blocking it. And so now we're fighting We've got a fight now in the United States where it's like, no, we shouldn't let, we shouldn't have age verification 
for porn. And then people are like, well, why not? I mean, we don't want little kids on there, says the majority of the people. And then there's those teachers that teach kids about sex when they're five, you know, and touching themselves and changing their sex that are like, oh, it's healthy. They should go. Or the parents that take their kids to drag queen shows, they find it normal, right? So why not? That's a very small percentage. That's like 0.1%. Majority of America can come to the table and say, yeah, I don't think kids should be watching porn, especially from adults. And not only from the point of little young boys saying, well, you know, I used to, no, no, no. They're going to be like, nope, sets unrealistic expectations, corrupts you. It's not good. It's not this. So we have the majority of our nation that can totally get on board with, yes, we need ID. But then you have to think, yeah, it's just porn. We should have ID. But it only starts from somewhere. It's always with good intention. We want to protect the kids, so we have to do it right. Well, we can't do that because people don't want their IDs. We don't know who's going to have a picture, and then people are going to know they're signed up for it. And it, dude, people know when you use your credit card for OnlyFans, like shut up, you know. But these are the arguments that they're presenting. Why? Because, like they said, device ID. That is exactly what they want. They want the device ID. So. The Young Turks, which is also, <laughs> I can't look at this guy anymore. I got to get him off. Okay. So the Young Turks um, did a segment on it and I want you guys to see it. And we all know how we feel about it, but I want you to hear what they have to say about it. Okay. And then we're going to discuss this and they'll show you where they're taking it to. To verify your age before granting you access to our website. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. In addition, mandating age verification without proper enforcement gives platforms the opportunity to choose whether or not to comply. As we've seen in other states, this just drives traffic to sites with far fewer safety measures in place. If you live in Utah and you want to get a little frisky, potentially with a partner, maybe with yourself while watching Pornhub, you'll be greeted by adult actress Sherry DeVille saying exactly what you just saw in that video. Because there is this ongoing spat between Pornhub and state lawmakers in Utah who want to implement age verification laws. Now, uh, Pornhub has blocked everyone in the state of Utah from accessing its content due to the state legislature passing these new age verification laws. I want to give you a few more details on that, and then I want to hear your thoughts, Jank. So, Utah Governor Spencer. Spencer Cox signed SB 287. It's the online pornography viewing age requirements, and that signed into law, went into effect on May 2nd. And here's what the text states. A commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of an individual attempting to access the material. Now, companies that don't comply will be held liable and they could be sued if a minor managed to access their content. The law also requires social media companies to verify all Utah users ages starting March 1st of 2024 and also block accounts of users who don't supply age verification. So it's interesting how Pornhub is responding to this. 
I don't know how I feel about it because I do think that there should be some mechanism of verifying the age of people who are trying to access that content. Yeah, so no, this is a near impossible situation. So yeah. what I was gonna start with is, look, I get the concept behind age verification because do you really want tiny little kids watching porn? No, you don't. Most. I mean, I hope almost all parents don't, depending on the age, obviously, but certainly under 13, etc. And for a lot of parents, it's 18, but that's parenting. That's up to you guys how you want to do that, right? So the devil's in the details here, though. Number one, when you say to a porn site, you have to put in your ID first. It's easy to say, oh, if you're under 18 or over 18, click here. Well, everybody clicks there. Who cares, right? That doesn't really prove anything. But if you have to put in any kind of identifying information, nobody's going to go to that site. Who's no, your? I disagree. Okay, yeah, I might be wrong. Maybe oh, some maybe with porn, maybe maybe that of is course. the case. You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and because I don't see the stigma in in people watching porn, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, look, imagine you're a regular dude, okay, and and now the com that company has exactly who you are and all the different porn that you watched, how long you watched it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, that'd be bad, I guess. Nobody yeah. wants that, Nobody right? Nobody wants that, no. And so they're not gonna do it if they're kids or if they're adults. So this is gonna totally tank their business. So it's basically saying you can't have this company. But what's okay? really interesting is that Pornhub is already complying with other age verification requirements in other states like Louisiana. But it depends on how you structure it, right? right. If you structure it as click here, yeah, okay, we could live with that. If you say, okay, get me a, I'm making up examples here now. Get me a photocopy of your driver's license and upload it to the site. Ain't nobody gonna do that, okay? Mm -hmm. So it, it depends on how you structure it, which is actually gonna get to the main point. Okay, let me get to that caveat right. though of, of the Louisiana law. Yeah. Okay, this is what we know. Let's go to graphic four here. Louisiana has a state created digital wallet that Pornhub uses to check users' digital driver's licenses. Utah has no such verification tool, and maybe that's the issue here, right? Like if they create a similar mechanism like this digital wallet, it could work, and Pornhub is already complying with that law in Louisiana. I'll tell you why it works. Because in Louisiana, they don't know that Pornhub's getting their ID. Because they have some rando digital wallet somewhere, and Pornhub is accessing it through the systems that they've set up. But Bob, when he's going to Pornhub, when he clicks, oh yeah, sure, I accept, doesn't know that they're going to find out all of his personal information. Oh, disaster. Okay, that's my guess as to why it works in Louisiana and doesn't in Utah. Okay, then but I'm in Utah, when you say, Bob, give me your driver's license, he's like, oh, no way, no way. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I changed my mind. I'm against the age verification. Yeah. Now I'm going to give you one more reason why you should be against it. Even though we, I, we all get it. We don't want, especially under 13 year olds, watching porn. I right? also don't want state surveillance of our online activities that are completely harmless and none of their business. Hundred percent. And by the way, you don't know who in the home is watching what. All of this is disgusting. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Was it Bob or was it Bob's son or Bob's daughter or Bob's wife or Bob's friend who was over? Oh my God! All of this is such an unbelievable invasion of our privacy. Okay. So now, but the last point pretty much knocks it out. Like this, because guys, what happens is if you get the so-called legitimate sites uh, to do all these things that are going to basically shut down their business in that state. Well, it's not like people aren't gonna go to get porn online, they're gonna. 
And you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna go to companies that are based in Bermuda, Bahamas, Cayman Islands, okay? it. Ha I know it, I lived it with internet gambling. In the internet gambling, America said, oh, well, Sheldon Adelson has bribed all of us, so you will have no internet gambling. Okay, so what happened? They set it up in the Caribbean, right? And then what do we do? We uh, we went to it because uh, people like me were gambling addicts, right? And we're like, ah, I gotta bet on that game. But this is now I'm talking about a long time ago when I was in Miami, 20 years ago. And I could see that they uh, that their games are rigged. You you play blackjack on there, and I don't want to get into a long conversation about it. Bottom line is, I thought for sure it was rigged. Why? Because they're based in rando country that has no regulations. So of course they could rig the game. What difference does it make? So reasonable regulations protects consumers. These regulations that don't make sense actually leads to the consumer being less protected, not more protected. Yeah, that's right, and and that is definitely a concern that was outlined in the reporting here. I just, I think that we need to accept that the internet has, I don't know, destroyed your control and power. Yeah, in a lot of ways, right? That's that's exactly right. And for parents, it's so challenging. So I'm it not is. here to judge any parent at all, but we have to do parenting. We don't have a choice because you're not, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't put. All of the sites all across the world uh, on the internet back into a bottle and no, there's no more porn and you gotta drive to the Ramada Inn to try to get it from a vending machine. Okay, that's pretty specific, <laughs> but you get my point. Yes, they had them in vending machines. Okay, but, but guys, that, this is why also all the other Republican laws banning drag queens from reading books in front of kids and, and it, uh -oh. attacking trans people, LGBTQ Danger. people, just don't nope. say their names in nope. school, etc. None of that makes any sense because if you cared about. So it makes sense that we have drag queens with kids. Get out of here. Bye. So he was reasonable till a point, right? And he made sense what he said. Now, there are many reasons why Pornhub, right, would deny age verification stipulations. There, there are a few of them to avoid legal requirements. Depending on the country or region, there may be what legal requirements for porn sites to verify age of their users. That's normal. We have age verification requirements to shop sometimes. If you go to Target and you buy a video game, they need to scan your ID Oh, because it's rated mature. Um, I'm just going to state this. For those of you that have a passport, I would totally, totally push the notion of saying, carry your freaking passport when you go to the gas station to buy cigarettes, alcohol, or Target if you want to buy a video game. That way they can't scan it because their systems are not secure. Why am I telling you this? It's about data collection. Your government doesn't have access to the data. And you might say, I don't want my government to have access to it. Well, too bad. Ship sailed. Train's gone. Everything. That's already happened. While everyone was picking backsplash, and while those of us that are between the ages of, you know, 30 and 50, we were playing outside, kicking a ball, causing trouble, doing drugs, teasing our hair, and then so on and so on, Pokemons, iPods, you name it, right? We weren't paying attention to this stuff. This was done already. Data, data, data. So uh, let's say Jackie, a mom, goes to Target. She buys, you know, the latest Call of Duty for her son, who's 14, right? Obviously, it's mature content. So yeah, he's not allowed to have it. N nobody cares. People still do that. And she buys it. Jackie's then asked, I need your ID for verification. Jackie definitely looks over the age of 13. Definitely over 15. Okay. She's got gray hair. 
She's got crow's feet. Like she's definitely over the age, but they still need to scan the ID. Kid you not, still need to scan the ID. So why? Now Target has all your identity. And here's what they'll tell you. (laughs) So dumb. We only look at the age, right? Because when you scan that barcode, that's the only information there, right? So the code on the back of your driver's license only has your date of birth. Get out of here. How does it extrapolate the date of birth from all the code that comes up? Uh Uh-huh. You see, that's where we're going. So now do you trust Target to have your private identifying information coupled with your payment information on their systems? A simple hack to Target. Guess what happens? Guess what happened? Oh, that's right. You're a victim of identity theft. That happens across America through various businesses. Now let's get into Pornhub. We're more of the seedy people hang out. And I say seedy because they're needy. Now, let's look at it from a Pornhub perspective or what that Turk guy said. He was like, well, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm going to sit there and scan my ID and upload the documents and wait for approval. And it's like, yeah, that's right. Because usually when you get on Pornhub, you're not like, you didn't plan a date and say, oh, today at seven o'clock, I'm going to pop, you know, a drink and I'm going to sit and watch some porn. Nobody does that. It's an impulse, right? It's impulsive, right? So that's the other reason they don't want age verifications because they can't increase traffic. In fact, it will decrease traffic dramatically. So by denying age verification stipulations, a porn site can attract users who are unable or unwilling to provide age verification information. And that can potentially, of course, increase traffic to the site and generate more revenue from ads and premium content. So it's, it's not friendly for Pornhub's business to have these, you know, stipulations in because, you know, like Senator Lindsey Graham, right? Who likes men, right? He might be watching male gay porn, right? He doesn't want his ID up there so that he can watch porn. Maybe he'll get his Stafford's and upload that. But you get what I'm saying, right? He doesn't want that record, right? And you can understand that. Many of you will be, we should just ban porn altogether. Yeah, we could. We could ban a lot of things. Should we start? Because when one happens, you know the next is inevitable, the next is inevitable. So how do we fix the issue? This is a data grab. This has nothing to do with porn. They're using it because they're making the argument. We need to protect the children. And what's the problem with Louisiana? They have their own digital wallet, which already knows who you are. But what does Utah say? Nah, man, you're giving your state identification. That way, if your state identification is linked with some kitty stuff or you upload stuff or you text someone with kitty stuff or you do some video with kitty stuff or you into snuff films where, you know, they literally kill people while they're having sex. Well, then we'll know where to find you. And we know that you're above age to maybe watch freaky stuff like that. This is very important. This is about data, has nothing to do with pornography. But see, every person will take one aspect of the argument and start running with it, right? So they don't want it. And now adult websites are banning Pornhub, like Pornhub are banning the state of Utah. (laughs) I mean, there's Mormons there, so are they really into that much porn? I don't know, maybe. But take a listen to Nate the lawyer. He did a pretty good analysis on this. I would like you to listen to it. Here we go. Why is this happening? 
Well, this is Utah State Senator Todd Wheeler, and he passed the Online Pornography Viewing Age Requirement Act. Now, this law requires that companies verify the age of any user before accessing the site. And this can be done either one of two ways. As you can see on the screen, either one, you can do an age estimation where artificial intelligence will look at a picture that you submit by turning on your camera in real time and letting the AI take a picture of you and it would verify what your estimated age is and allow you onto the site. Or you can do B, which is the digital ID app, which allows you to upload your driver's license or something to verify who you are. Now, if a website, quote, fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to ensure users aren't under the age of 18, the site can be sued for damages resulting in the harm for minors accessing the illicit material. Now, Utah is not the first state in the union that requires verification in this way to prevent minors from accessing adult content. Louisiana early this year recently enacted the same age verification law. And other states like Arkansas and Mississippi have also passed similar measures. Now, interestingly enough, Pornhub actually complied with the Louisiana provision and here's what Louisiana residents would get when they clicked on Pornhub. They get this notification telling them how to verify their age. And after clicking on check my age, it takes you to this third party app that allows you to enter your ID and verify who you are. So this is actually happening in Louisiana right now. Now, when it comes to Utah, Pornhub decided not to go the same route and just block the state of Utah from accessing Pornhub. But when users go to try to find out what's happening on Pornhub, this is what they get. Hi, I'm Sharita Bell. As you may know, your elected officials have required us to verify your age before granting you access to our website. While safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. In addition, mandating age verification without proper enforcement gives platforms while also respecting all right, we didn't need to re-listen to the ad that you see if you get onto your website through Utah. Um, but think about it this way. How many things do you have to turn your VPN off to be able to watch? Netflix, Amazon, right? You can't use VPN because they don't know if it's you using it. See, they've already collected that data. I remember, what was it? The other day, I was with uh, Broken Anthem and Apollo. We were all talking and I wanted to show them something. So when I got onto the TV, it was asking me to log in with my QR code from my phone to verify that I have subscription to that service so that I can stream it on my television set, right? That's data collection. It already has my device ID. I've already registered with my device. It already knows that device belongs to me. I have registered for a service and they can verify that through my device. They also have my personal identifying information, which includes my date of birth, social security number, address, contact details. They can access everything, right? And so then I can stream. See, we've been doing this for a while, but now we're having the conversation. And I said many, many years ago, when I first started doing radio, we need to have a lot of difficult conversations. This is a very important one. How do we balance this? How do we balance the grab? See, it didn't work with one thing. We, we didn't pay attention to it because we just saw it as natural. Well, you know, I am paying for the service and they should have the right to identify it. This is why we have device IDs. Has anyone ever tried to log into their Amazon account, uh, you know, from a TV that they never registered it with? You're going to have to go on the website. 
And then a code's going to come up, which is a device ID, which then connects to your account. And then your account gives the permission to the TV to be added as a device, an additional device. Pay attention to what I'm saying, device. Because the one thing that Pornhub was saying is that we should have device IDs. Actually, I should rewind it so you can hear this professional in sex tell us how much safer it's going to be and how she wants to protect your children and your identity. You don't need to know if you want, you don't need everyone to know that you like to watch gangbangs because that would look bad. How would your coworkers see you if that got out? You get it? And then someone will be like, don't watch it. Okay, sure. But how many people are going to do it? They're going to do it anyway. This is a really, uh, this is a very, very tight rope. Listen to what she says. The most effective solution for protecting children and adults alike is to identify users by their device and allow access to age-restricted materials and websites based on that identification. Until a real solution is offered, we've made the difficult decision to completely disable access to our website in your region. Please contact your representatives and demand device-based verification solutions that make the internet safer while also respecting your privacy. Now, here is Utah Representative Todd Weiler responding to Pornhub's video and their message. Now, look, what she said is legit and she's right. Device ID would make it a little bit more instantaneous, their revenue wouldn't fall, and there would be a responsible person on the other end. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. But I don't agree that we have to use device IDs. We can have an, uh, um, a better way to do it. We can have people create a site, which is the only one that you can access. We should ban porn on the internet, and if it's found stray somewhere, that needs to be banned. We should have a porn hub. Well, they're called porn hub, so porn hub can keep it. But we should have porn sites. Almost like, you know, you know how telephone numbers? <laughs> so you remember how many of you had done party lines? I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to do party lines. I mean, I was a nerd too, so I didn't have friends that did party lines. I did three-way with friends. But people would just get on the phone and talk to people. And then you had the 1-900 numbers where they would quickly say, it's $29.99 to start to call $3.99 per minute, right? You remember that, right? So they had dedicated phone lines, which again, collected data. They knew what phone number was calling the site, talking to a girl on the other end. They all knew. They all knew. <laughs> they had that data, you know, <laughs> they had that data, right? They did. But they had sequestered in one portion where your phone company could be like, yo, you were, you were talking to someone and you were doing this pornographic stuff, right? How many people, I don't know how many of you remember that. Uh, how many times I remember I was, um, uh, I was, I was like, man, maybe I was over 10, but I was calling an 800 number, but I accidentally did one 900 and some other obscure thing came out and I was like, what is going on? This is out of control. It was for the airline. I was going to go on hold for my mom and it was like some weird airline. And in the end, you know, obviously I was listening intently to find out who these friends are that want to talk Oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I just hung up. Right. And then, you know, a month later, it's like, you know, my dad's like, what's going on here? Who called this line? I was like, you know what? That look at the numbers at the end. My bad. I thought it was Olympic Airways. It was just friends on the other line. And I was waiting for them to come on. 
So um, they knew the, the phone company knew everybody who got the bill knew they knew what number you called. They knew you were being charged for it. So then someone will be like, then why are we afraid now? Well, <coughs> it's different. It's very, 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 very different. Excuse me. Choked on my smoke right there. Only because the freeze frame of Todd Wheeler made me laugh. I'm sorry. I'm having a problem with visuals today. I see things and I just find them hysterical. And I guess it's because I've been working on this clapper video and he looks hysterical and it's kind of like perpetuating throughout my day. Funny faces. Uh, that's the way my day started. So going back to this, how do we fix this? Well, let's just see what Mr. Wheeler had to say about the professional sex person that was saying that they want to protect their kids. I don't think that porn stars don't have morals. Of course, they don't want kids watching them, right? I believe that. They just like doing what they're doing and get paid. Well, the majority of them that are like superstars, right? They, they, they just do this, you know, like Stormy's. Stormy had a kid. You think she wants her kid to be watching this? No, of course not. So what they're saying is valid. But every, every problem that will come after that is because it started with a valid uh, The roads to hell are paved with good intentions. So this is a good intention. We want to keep it under control. And people are like, oh, I don't need that. Yeah. Well, you had it with the telephones. We did. But back then, not a lot of people could hack your phone bill. I mean, they could take it out of your mailbox. You know, they could, you know, see, they could get a warrant, right? And they'll be like, yo, Senator so-and-so is always on this phone line <laughs> looking for special friends that are going to come on the line if you just hold on for a second. I remember that was the thing that was being told to me as a kid when I was on hold waiting for Olympic Airways. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, you know, when I, when I, when I, um, when I first saw this a couple of days ago, it kind of just passed my mind. And then after a conversation with an extraordinary person, I was like, you know what? We actually need to start this conversation because this pings back to the Internet Bill's Bill of Rights. And I want to express to you why this is, you know, so important. We can all get behind the idea that we don't want children exposed to this. We could all get into that. That makes sense. I think it makes sense to the majority of America. Now, but we also understand the reluctantness of someone who may want to watch porn, right? Not that you agree with what they do. You don't have to agree with what someone does, but this is the United States and we're supposed to be very inclusive, right? And we should be to whatever other people like. There's people, you know, that like weird things. As long as they don't affect me, I don't care what you do. And that is the rule of thumb to make America work. Now, does it bother you if your neighbor is watching porn next door? Maybe if you have thin walls and he's loud. But other than that, you really don't care. Do you care about the person sitting on their farm? No, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. So how do we fix this? I'm, I'm talking maybe sequestering would be good. Sequestering uh, the site in one place. Uh, you know, and having people access it with, uh, you know, prepaid cards, but then you could be, well, kids could be getting it. Well, when they buy the prepaid card at the store, like Target, they're going to be asked, are you over 18? Let me see your ID. And then they can't buy it, but then they can have a friend buy it or someone weird buy it, but there's always going to be a workaround. There is no absolute. The thing is, she asked for device ID. Now listen to what he had to say to the professional sex persons, very professional video making their point and driving home 
we want your device ID because it's faster. That there is no way that they can do this safely and respectfully. Check it out. And I ask you as a Republican, is it, is it an issue to have, you know, what feels like a law that is big government? Is that, am I wrong about that? Is that not what this bill is? Well, I, I, I understand that perspective, but I don't think it's any more big government than showing your ID to purchase a six pack of Budweiser at uh, 7-Eleven. Um, you know, the internet was born, but it wasn't born yesterday. So cigars, vaping products, gambling, um, direct wine shipments are all sold on the internet. And everyone understands you can't sell any of those things to an 11-year-old girl in Topeka. Um, so this idea of age verification already exists. Uh, I believe that Pornhub is kind of playing dumb, like, oh, duh, we don't know how to do this. Um, of course they know how to do it. Utah's law that went into effect today is word for word the same as Louisiana's law. Pornhub, Pornhub has complied with Louisiana's law, law, but its clicks have gone down 80%. So what they've done is they've, uh, they've created a new strategy in Utah, and they're saying we, we can't comply with it. it. It's bogus, it's a sham, and people are being played by a billion dollar corporation. So now you have a little bit more information. Utah essentially just repackaged and passed the same exact law Louisiana passed. And in Louisiana, Pornhub is doing it. They're doing exactly what the law says and they've lost something like 80% of their traffic. So they're saying, hey, in Utah, if we continue to do the same thing in Utah and all these other states that are doing it, then we're going to lose 80% of our business so they said okay and utah we're just going to block them and this is a threat to all other states who passed a similar verification law that they'll remove them too so who do you think is going to win do you think pornhub by blocking the full state of utah is going to come out on top and utah is going to change their law or do you think utah is going to hold firm and the rest of the country starts passing similar laws to have users verify their age before showing illicit content you know at the end of the day, since our internet, uh, you know, maybe we should just ban Pornhub. I mean, they're banning states. If I was Utah, I'd ban all of them. Be like, sorry, your your i your 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 site cannot be accessed from our state servers. I mean, DHS does own the IP addresses. I mean, they could do whatever they want. You could just fight back, say, "Oh, you're blocking us." Well, we're gonna block it. How many of you have done that? Uh, you know, when 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 someone when you get angry with someone, you block them. If they're smart, they'll block you right back. That's what I do. If I'm blocked, I'm going to go in there and be like, I'm a super block you. I'm not going to let you block me whenever you want. And then peek, you're gone. Bye-bye. That is one thing that I would do as the state of Utah is block them too. And be like, well, then I guess you got to figure it out. Huh? How's that? Because if you don't want to apply, if you don't want to comply with the laws that we have set in Utah, then we're not playing the game. And here is why. Device ID targeting is huge. I have said this many times. I remember when Laura Loomer was actually banned from, you know, um, Twitter. All of us have like these little secret accounts where we were like troll, even though we're like not on there. And people just kept getting blocked. And they were like, I use a different email. I was like, you need to use a different device. You got a new, you got to get a new phone. What are you talking about? What? Are you, where are you guys living? Your IDs are registered. Right now, if you're on Twitter, Twitter has your ID, your device ID. With your device ID, they can access anything. Well, don't hear it from me. Hear it from this guy. This is from four years ago. Um, Want to do a quick video and touch base on something that I've been seeing a lot and really been working with a lot from a development standpoint. And that is the topic of uh, device IDs or 
location-based um, targeting, right? There's a lot of mystery, a lot of um, voodoo or big brother theories out there. And I just wanted to kind of give people a recap, uh, a, a quick maybe 10,000 foot view of how the information is collected uh, in the application and these data um, aggregators, and then how it's actually being used. So to start, um, high level, there are companies out there, data aggregators, right? Location-based uh, targeting companies that work with apps, right? The apps that are installed on your iPhone or your Android device. And what they're doing is they're passing uh, data from really from your phone through the app that's installed on your phone to these aggregators, right? And then what the aggregators are doing is they're working with a lot of time agencies, advertising agencies, to take that data and sell it for the use of marketing, right? So that's how you can get some of these ads based on either places you've been or areas um, that you live. So how that's done is a lot of these free applications that you see on your phone that you have installed, that I have installed, that um, you know my friends and family have installed, a lot of these free apps, the way that they're generating revenue is by um, making deals with these data aggregators to install uh, the aggregator's SDK. So what an SDK is, is basically a software development kit, right? It's basically a plug-in to the app. So the application really is um, performing whatever it's, whatever it's used for. Let's say it's a coupon application, right? So while you're using that coupon application, let's say you're searching for a great deal or, or a coupon you know, at a local store. What the application is doing is based on whatever the parameters are, it's sending your location and some other basic information, typically uh, the type of device, um, the time, and then your, uh, your position. So typically that's done as a, a latitude and a longitude, so it's a coordinate. So they're sending, that app is sending your location and the time and your device information to the aggregator. So not that every application is the same, but let's say every time you open the app, um, and the app uh, basically connects or, or refreshes, it sends off your location. So let's say you open that coupon app five times a day, you might have sent your location five times to that aggregator. Now, what that aggregator does is it's collecting information from hundreds, if not thousands of apps, and it puts it all together. And then once it puts it all together, it can start to do some um, some analytics and, and a little bit of a little bit of, of value add to say, okay, well now I have all these points. Big deal. What what does that matter? Well, let's say you open that coupon app uh, while you're at Publix or while you're at Target. What they can do is they know where Target's location is, right? So they basically set up a it's not really a geofence, it's really the parcel, maybe it's the building and the parking lot, it really depends on the, on the sophistication of the specific aggregator. But basically what they can do is they can intersect all the points that they get with 
these what they call points of interest. So let's say it's Target and Publix. Let's just use those two because because at least down here in Florida, those are really common. So what it can do is it can say, hey, now I have all this data. Who goes to Target? So they can take all the points that they're getting from all these different apps, intersect them with uh, Target and Target's footprint. And what they come out with is an audience of people that go to Target. And they can do the same thing with Publix, right? So now let's say you're a brand and you're a brand you just got introduced into Target and you want to uh, build, let's say, a Facebook audience and you want to specifically go after people that shop at Target because your brand of popsicles is, I don't know why I picked popsicles, but your brand of popsicles is now on the shelves at Target. So you can go to this aggregator and say, hey, I want an audience for uh, Target shoppers. And they can use the fact that these applications have been sending data to, um, to, to them, and then they can take those points, intersect them with target foot, Target's footprint, build an audience, and now that brand has the ability to target people that, that shop at Target. And they can do the same thing with Publix, right? You just got introduced on new shelf space. You brought out a new item. You wanna. You have a special deal going on with uh, with Publix. Now, when you go into let's say Facebook and you build your audience, you can basically upload a list of device IDs. And what the device ID is is everybody's phone. So I have a Pixel too. So on my phone, if I go into settings and I go down to Google, there's my account, says Google account, and then below that, it says ads. And what that shows under ads is my advertiser ID. So it actually has in here your advertising ID. And what that ID corresponds to is the ID that would be loaded into, let's say, a Facebook audience. So that ID is linked directly to my phone. So if someone were to take, or let's say I did it as a test, my ID loaded into a Facebook audience and ran an ad, I would be the only one that saw it because what Facebook is doing is it's matching the people that are on its platform and their IDs with the IDs that got loaded into uh, Audience Insights, and it's going to serve ads directly to those devices and those devices only. So if you have a strong audience, right, let's say it is target shoppers or public shoppers or whatever it might be, you can limit the, the people that are seeing your ads to specifically people that qualify based on whatever your rules are, right? In this instance, we did something pretty simple um, as far as people that just show up inside of the footprint of two stores. You can get more sophisticated and you can start looking at um, some advanced uh, things like frequency or dwell time to try and understand where people live and where they work. And those are all a little bit more advanced, but for right now, what you need to know uh, is on the one side, from a brand or from an advertising standpoint, it can be incredibly powerful if used in an intelligent way. 
And on the data privacy side, if you wanted to, um, let's say you're a conspiracy theorist, you can actually go in and you can reset your advertising ID. So not that um, that makes it foolproof and takes you out of, the, out of the system, but it might make you feel a little bit better that at least all of your uh, traffic has not been consistently linked to one ID for, let's say, as long as you had your iPhone. So that way, anytime somebody, let's say that they are building a target audience and you are a target shopper, if you reset your advertising ID uh, every month, then the likelihood of you being targeted by a specific ad based on where you were last month is, is virtually impossible because the ID that um, the brand has now is outdated and you have a new one. So on that side of it, that is a way you can insulate yourself to a degree, but um, really from a brand and from an advertising standpoint, if you're, if you're smart about it and you're tactful about it, it can be an incredibly powerful tool to get in front of just the right people um, that have just the right behaviors to hopefully show them something interesting and of value. So to recap, free applications installed on your phone are with your consent because you do typically agree to the terms and conditions of those apps sending your phone and location data to data aggregators for the use of um, location-based targeting. So the way that they do it, again, is typically these aggregators give developers an SDK, software development kit. That development kit basically plugs into their app and at some certain cadence, information from your phone is sent to the aggregator. So again, to insulate yourself, you can reset your advertiser ID. I know how to do it on Android devices. I don't have an iPhone right now, so I can't tell you what to do there, but I'm sure you could Google it. And I'm sure there's a way to do it um, for iPhone users as well. But that's kind of the state of the union. It's the very basic uh, explanation of how the information is collected, how it's transmitted to the aggregators, and what they are typically doing at the most basic level. In some videos to follow, we'll get into more advanced analytical approaches to um, leveraging that targeting data to do some interesting things like frequency analysis and um, dwell time analysis to understand things like where you live and where you work. So stay tuned for more videos and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. No, 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 no. Damn it. Damn mouse. It always happens. It catches me off guard too. So what did he say? The device IDs are quite important, but you know why it's more, what's more important? Your IMEI that's attached to your device ID and I'll tell him which is the device ID, but let's just get into it because you really need to see the issues. Your cell phone right now in today's day and age is more important than your social security number, your device ID, your IMEI. Allow this man to explain that to you. What is an IMEI number, also known as a device ID? Why should you store it? Why you should keep it private? And what can the device ID be used for? So what is an IMEI number? IMEI stands for International Mobile Equipment Identity. Every mobile device has a unique 15-digit number that is globally unique and referred to as the device ID or IMEI ID, 
And if the mobile device has two SIM slots, then the device will have two device IDs. An IMEI number is hard-coded in the device, making it impossible to overwrite. So many claim, but there are some tools which also claim to be able to flash the IMEI number and change it. As these tools are illegal and expensive, they are not available for a quick and easy download, and this makes it difficult to determine if there is truth in this. There are also a few secure phones on the market that enable changing the IMEI as a feature, but this is very rare. So how does the network use the IMEI number? The IMEI identifies the device type, but also confirms the model, release year, make, and other device specifications. The carrier network will use the IMEI number to approve the device and connections permissions. And this is how they know if your device is compatible with their network or if it's locked to a specific carrier or if the phone has been blacklisted for some reason. Do you need to store the IMEI number of your mobile device? The answer is yes. You want to store the device number in a safe place that is secure. If the device is stolen or lost and you never expected to get the device back, then you will want the IMEI number to report to the police. The police report is used for insurance purposes if you have insurance that covers that kind of loss. If you're lucky enough to get cooperative police, the police can request the carrier to track the device via a warrant or judicial requirement, but this might require you to educate them on their powers and hope they are engaged enough to care. My experience is that they have no idea what to do in the case of a stolen phone other than help you fill out paperwork. You can also report your device as stolen to your carrier and request them to report it as stolen. They will add the device ID to a global database so the carriers around the world will no longer accept this device ID to connect to their network. This means you will never be able to track your device and you just have to accept that it's gone. Some professionals and cybersecurity experts use IMEI hack software or IMEI mobile phone tracker tools to find the real-time locations of missing or stolen devices. But this also means there are going to be nefarious experts who are willing to accept money to do the same illegally. One thing to note, if you buy a used or refurbished phone, buy it from a reputable vendor. Make sure the vendor has good reviews or that they are an established business. If someone is selling you an iPhone out of their trunk for a great price, then it's possible the phone is stolen and blacklisted already. As soon as you get a device in your hands that's new to you and it's used, run it through a phone check service such as Mobichek, M-O-B-I-C-H-E-C-K, to find the history of the phone, including if it's been reported lost or stolen and if it's been blacklisted or blocked already. If you do have a blacklisted phone and you're not the original owner, then the carrier is going to make it very difficult to verify you and allow that on their network. And if this is the case, then you can use a third-party provider where they charge you a fee and they will attempt to look at the history, see if they can verify you and convince a carrier to unlock your phone and take you off of this database. Is it okay to share my IMEI number? The device ID number should not be shared publicly because this is deemed as private information. You never want to share your device ID number unless you absolutely have to because someone could decide to harass you by reporting your device is stolen, forcing you to deal with getting it unlocked. Is it possible for somebody to track your location using the IMEI number of your device? The answer is yes, it is possible for hackers to track you with your IMEI number. It can be done in ethical ways where law enforcement agencies track people using the device number with the help of telecom operators. That means there are also hackers who are willing to do the same thing for money. The IMEI device ID also identifies the phone brand, model, and specifications, 
Hackers could use this information to impersonate you with the carrier to execute a SIM swap or try and get a new phone on your mobile plan. The typical call center employee is going to verify the hacker if they are quoting the exact model of your device and if they've done their homework on your personal information. What can a hacker not do with a device ID? A hacker cannot connect to your phone or have the slightest bit of access to it. A hacker cannot get your calls or SMS on another device. A hacker cannot control your phone or any apps installed. Now, depending on how that hacker got your device ID, for example, if you volunteered it to them, they may have no other information about you. But if a hacker was able to get your IMEI number through digital means, through digital hacking, then odds are they may have gotten a hold of your IMSI number, which is the identifying number of your SIM card or your eSIM. And this allows that hacker to do another list of hacks to do nefarious things to you. If you found this video, so, in other words, right, they want that information. And now we're in, a, in an era where a lot of carriers do not allow SIM cards either. And then, you know, I have said this before. When you hear of hacks of big corporations or federal agencies, a hack is usually a setup. It's a way of not having liability for people's information being passed on to someone else. Almost like there was a hack at the Office of Management and Budget, and then they admitted that there was a hack at the State Department for the passports. The hack supposedly happened after the passports were stolen. Why? Because you need the data for the OMB to delete a couple people, insert other people, and that way you can get into the systems legally and change information. We saw that with Equifax, Experian, where they deployed algorithms to just blacklist people too. Uh, so they're unable to obtain credit, even though, you know, you look at your credit and you're like, damn, my score is like a 750 or a 700, or it could be a 650, it could be an 800, but I can't get anything. Algorithms, hack, update, replace, you are none the wiser because it's all done internally. So now Pornhub wants access to your device ID too. And your device ID now is also attached to your eSIM because now they're phasing out SIM cards. Hmm. Well, I guess we should segue this for now. How do you know your phone is hacked? Well, there's a lot of ways. I mean, if you're like me, you've got warrants galore. Everyone's listening to everything you say. So don't say anything naughty. You don't want other people hearing, right? Whatever. They really don't care. They just want to find out. If your agent's acting against them, anything that they collect, they cannot use under warrants to blackmail you. I mean, it could get leaked, right? But pay attention to this video. It's quite concise and almost thorough. And I know a lot of you are worried about hacks. Let's take a listen that your phone has recently been hacked. Here's how to tell. First, let's talk about how phones actually do get hacked. Have you ever been in a hotel room and a nice lady comes in, tries to clean it for you? Well, guess what? Could be an evil maid. Evil maid attack. That is when somebody has access to your physical device 
and they alter it in some sort of undetectable way, and right. then they can access that data later. Called the Evil Maid Attack because it's was coined after hotel rooms. We leave our electronics unattended at hotels, and a maid, maybe you do. A, an evil maid could come in and access and it. hack it. Yeah, indeed. Also, quite common phishing scams. We get a ton of emails from people who say, "I just got this really weird email from Apple." It says it's from Apple, but there are all these typos, and the email address is something that's not Apple. And they're like, "Is this actually legit?" Right. Or a text message. Yep. Same deal. I, I think it's amazing that these people don't take the time to spell check their phishing emails. Yep. I mean, if somebody paid me to do it, I could write a pretty good one that would fool a lot more people than yep. their crap. I'm just saying. Yeah. Also, it's possible that an app could install another app on your Android specifically. There's a setting called Install Unknown Apps, which allows apps to install other apps without your permission. That is one of the settings we recommend to turn off most often. Right, and we're going to get to that later, but yep. we also have an Android settings video that you might enjoy watching after this one. If you jailbreak your iPhone or root your Android, you're opening yourself up to all sorts of hacks. Right. The Android operating system has gotten better in recent years of having verified apps. Mm -hmm. Apple has always been good at locking stuff up, but jailbreaking, rooting, mm -hmm. takes off the safeguards. An app could install and steal all the data on your phone and... It's just it's more dangerous than people think. Right, and especially now with iPhones, it just jailbreaking really isn't that necessary anymore because some of those really popular early jailbreak features have just been built into the iPhone at this point. Yeah, Apple just said, yeah, we'll take that. That's a good a flashlight app. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Public charging stations. Just be a little bit careful with these because you plug your phone in, you just never know who's on that other end. I think that people should never use these mm -hmm. because when you plug in your phone to one of these things, you're taking a chance that the power that's coming out of it mm -hmm. is like good for your phone. Right. It could be too high of an amperage, yeah. and if that's the case, you could say good night to good charging. So. Yes, also, that you don't know if that cable is MFI certified if you're using an iPhone. Well, I think, yeah, true. Don't people usually use their own cables? I guess they have cables. Sometimes right? they have cables, yeah. They have their own cables, yeah. Well, it doesn't have, yeah, they should, yeah. Bad VPN providers. I know a lot of people are looking for shortcuts with VPNs. They want those free VPNs they can get. Because they app. want to be secure. Right. But uh, bad VPNs, they are just taking your traffic information and just possibly selling it off to whoever. Yep, they're storing it, they're selling it, and there's a really cool website that does a DNS leak test. You should run this on your phone or your computer at home. Let's do it right now. Let's do it. I'll open up Safari, dnsleaktest.com. The mobile site uh, leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of design. So I'm just gonna zoom in, standard test, extended test. I'm gonna do the extended test. It really doesn't take that much longer than the standard test. We put out a video called Safari settings that you need to change. Mm -hmm. And in that, we walk through how to reconfigure your DNS servers to use Cloudflare, which is more secure than your ISP. It's more secure than Spectrum because you really don't know what they're doing with it. Cloudflare, Google DNS. We're going to see a bunch of Cloudflare yep. instances here because we use Cloudflare. And so Cloudflare is, is taking our traffic and it's going right to where it's supposed to go. If you see things popping up in here that you don't recognize, watch out. Yep. And then it's really time to take a look at some of these better DNS services Abs that are free, yes. by the way. Absolutely. Next, connecting to a public Wi-Fi network, one without a password that can set up a man-in-the-middle attack. Yep. Man-in-the-middle attacks mean that somebody is intercepting the traffic coming from your device and then sending it along to the router. Mm -hmm. Especially bad if you're using websites that aren't SSL. Most are yep. these days. But... This is a really good way for people to invisibly just steal your stuff. Could be some dude in Starbucks. Are you watching this video in Starbucks right now? Take a look around you. Yeah. Is there anybody suspicious? That grandmother over there with the chai latte? She might be hacking she you. She might be a hawker. Watch out. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the signs of hacking are invisible, and they kind of present as software problems. Yep. So 
one of the ways that software problems usually present is that your phone slows down. Yep. So if your phone slows down, it could be a software problem, but also it could be that something's running in the background of your phone. I think that Androids are more susceptible to this than iPhones, unless it's jailbroken. Yep, excessive battery drain, gets too hot, excessive data usage, all signs there could be a hack going on. Right, but if you're having these problems, I don't think that it's probably hacked, unless right. you're seeing some real clear signs that something's very wrong. Um, well, usually some, it's something yeah. that's very wrong. It's making calls or sending texts or right. sending social media messages or sending emails that you aren't actually sending. Right. If people are <laughs> saying, I just got a call from you, you need to make that call. Uh oh. Yeah. They're getting text messages from you and you didn't send the text. Uh oh. <laughs> if they're getting Facebook messages from you, which happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I had that happened to me recently. Somebody sent me a message that was clearly a hacked message. Yep. Sorry about that, by the way. That's all right. Yeah. That happens all the time, but it usually is because the password for Facebook is hacked, and mm -hmm. the password for Messenger, it's, it's not that your whole phone is hacked. Sometimes hackers just get a hold of a password, in which case the solution is simply to change the password. Yeah. Don't freak out. I think sometimes people think that their phone is hacked when it actually isn't. Yeah, I think it's, it's safe to assume first that it's a software problem. We have fixed videos for all of these different sorts of problems. We'll link to those in the description section below. Yeah. But if you work through those tips and the problems persist and they're happening all at once, and especially the one about the phone calls and text messages, uh, your phone might be hacked. So what can we do about all this? First, turn on two-factor authentication in as many places as possible. This makes your life twice as hard and twice as secure. It really doesn't make your life twice as hard. <laughs> you know, I, I think that gets kind of overblown, especially now where two-factor authentication it sends a text to your phone and Apple has that great fill in the, the six-digit passcode feature now and it's super fast. Okay, that's the, that's the least secure of the two-factor authentications. Yeah. But yeah, it's better than nothing. Turning off install unknown apps if you have an Android is a big one. You just don't want to allow other apps to download new apps without your permission it just can cause all sorts of problems it doesn't sound like a good idea to me right and it isn't yeah we'll link a card above the description section below show you how to turn that off as well as a whole bunch of other great android privacy features updating passwords on accounts you thought you were going to take this day off yeah well sorry you get to spend it updating your passwords you probably aren't going to do this but if you if you know that a password has been compromised do take the time to go back and update it. And if that is the same password used on multiple accounts, you really want to change those for the other accounts too. And you ideally, you should have unique passwords for every single account. I don't think anyone really does that. Uh, but if they get your password once, they're pretty safe to assume they can crack a few other accounts of yours. Yeah, my iPhone is constantly telling me that I have to change 500 of my passwords, like every password I've ever made. I'm not doing that, for the record. Sorry. One, two, three, four. Is that a good passcode? No, it's not. Don't it's rely. a good way to declare a thumb war, though. It is. Okay. Don't rely on four-digit <laughs> passcodes. There are three four-digit passcodes that make up 20% of all users. Okay. Uh, so someone realistically has about a one in five chance of getting your passcode correct on the first three tries. One, two, three, four, zero, 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 one, 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 one. It was interesting because I believe it was eight, zero, six, eight was one of the safest passwords. And then a whole bunch of articles got written about it. And then it became not safe anymore. Right. And so what I was guessing, I thought it'd be five, 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 five. Wasn't that? Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be two, five, eight, zero. That was and number then, 22. Yep, Zek guessed one, three, seven, nine. Okay. So basically any of the shape ones. Yeah are not very secure. Sometimes when people go one, four, seven, nine, like the, the L or mm. something, four, seven, eight. If I just guessed your passcode, change it. The problem is that 
most cell phones only let you go up to six digits now, but just make those passcodes as long as you possibly can, as long as it will allow, and if you can do alphanumeric, even better. Also, don't just rely on biometrics. Yeah, because everything falls back to the passcodes. Mm -hmm. uh, biometrics are, are great for ease of use, and Face ID really is pretty darn secure, mm -hmm. but even if you've got the wrong face, you can put in the passcode. So if you've got 5555 in Face ID, it doesn't matter if it's one in a million for Face ID. Yep, next, factory restore or reset your iPhone. Right, so if you're hacked, the best thing to do is just restore the phone back to factory settings mm -hmm. because, you know, you don't want to have to try to figure out what part of the phone is hacked. By the time it's hacked, it's too late anyway. Just yep. wipe it clean and start over again, yep. essentially, right? For more tips, join this channel. We would love to have you as one of our Pay It Forward family members. Look, I had to leave some of their advertising because they're actually pretty good and thorough a lot. So what is the conversation about Pornhub then? It's not about porn. It's not about the children. It's about digital safety, digital privacy. Verifying a user's age in order to access things that they're not supposed to, according to the law, is normal. If you're under 21, you can't buy cigarettes, right? Is it 21 or 18? Depends on your state. You can't gamble. 18, 21, they got to verify. You can't buy alcohol. So why would it be different for porn? See, they are segueing the digital identification in any which way they can. They came at you with COVID, digital ID. They came at you with the clear stuff at the airport, digital ID. They came at you, now you can use clear at ball games, restaurants. AI, AI identification, facial recognition will be banning you. Your IMEI will be banned, which includes all your payment options. Huh. We're all getting into the super apps. It's just who invents it first in the U.S. Everything you will do will be on the stream. You will be tapping the stream the first thing when you wake up in the morning. You will be using the stream to be able to pay your bills, to log into work, to check your bank account, to get your social security benefits, your retirement to send money to your kids. And then the homeless person outside will be like, hey, scan my QR code for some credits. That's the reality. The thing is, now that that is being segued, and it sounds terrifying for many of you that are like, oh my gosh, I've seen this movie before. It was called 1984. It's 2023. The foundations are already there. No one can stop the stream from appearing. Everyone will be, let's tap the stream. Get on the stream. You're on the stream. Stream, stream, stream. The only way we can protect ourselves is to create the right laws. We have no internet, you know, bill of rights. We have no way to sequester the data. Your states are no longer sovereign. The federal government controls the state data. Your ISP providers, ICANN, all of that just popped up with Obama just last week. The conversation should not be about porn. That's what they want you to do. They want you to talk about porn and sex and deviance and well, uh, drag queens and get you all panties in a twist. Well, we're having drag queens reading stories to kids, stripping and having them put dollars in their pants and panties. That's what you should be worried about. You're going to see everyone talking about porn, 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 porn. It's not about porn, right? It's about data, data, data. And 
you're the data. You are the data. You are the product. And you're the product and the consumer. Like I've always said, you're the consumer being consumed. So while the people are sitting here and they're thinking, gosh darn it, well, we're, we're, we're totally winning because we got this going on. We're to- Guys, no one's going to do this while you sit there and play, you know, uh, whatever you do for a living. That, and I say play because they're all roles. So whatever your job is, right, whatever you spend your day doing, have you emailed your senator or congressman? I am not okay with this digital identity stuff. I need an internet bill of rights. Have you done that? So then stop complaining. Society has been conditioned to look to one person to lead them out of the desert. Uh-uh. Did I make that sound right? That's not the way it is. You need to lead yourself out of the desert yourself. You need to do what you can and then join hands with all your friends that are going to do the same thing. Now, it's May, right? Damn, May. June's going to be lit. But May is where you're seeing it all fall. May, May, May. Can you see it? Data, data, data. May, May, May. What was it that the, the state of West Virginia says that they have evidence that 2020 elections were, were stolen, right? Data, 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 data. There's a case in Texas no one's talking about. And I'm not going to talk about it because I told the people I wasn't going to talk about it. Data, 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 data. I was going to do a show on EIP today, but I'm not. Because it's not time yet. I've already talked about it. I've dealt with it since 2018. I've been on top of it since 2018. And this is not the time. Time is probably in a couple weeks. Now, let's do a little bit of a fast forward. How do you see this playing out? Because you're going to see a lot of your influencers telling you about porn. Oh, it's porn. The minute they start talking about porn and children, they obviously don't know what the problem is and what's really going on here. Again, Pornhub wants revenue. They saw over 80% of the revenue drop when people were like, what? I'm going to put my face on their facial recognition system that goes straight to the FBI and the international systems. And they will know what I look like when I am hot and heavy and want to access porn, not doing it. Then there's the other option. Do your, put your ID in. Uh, I don't want to do that. Guess I'm not watching porn there. I'll go to some obscure site on the Tor network. See, people will always find what they want. So the thing is, how do we fix the problem? Well, we can protect ourselves first, not our problem. If you're not into porn, not really your problem. If you're not addicted to it, not really your problem. If you're not Pornhub, not really your problem. If you're not a porn star, not really your problem. The problem that you have is the fact that you have no protection. We need an internet bill of rights. That is how we fix the problem. Pornhub can cry all they want. Personally, if I was the governor of Utah, right, and this legislation just went into effect, they're like, we're banning the state of Utah. It's like, all right, we're banning you back. <laughs> no backsies. Let's get going. See how quick that moves. And what if every single state bans them? So then you have to see, are they playing do do or are they actually trying to solve the problem? Are your legislators and governors and, and, and trying to solve the problem or pretending they are? If I lived in Utah, I'd be getting on the horn to this guy and be like, yo, Todd, they just blocked our state. Can we block them too? Let's block all of them. And let them come to the table and say either they're going to do age verification or they're not on. How's that? I don't understand why they get to bully. Oh, look, they're going to, like that guy with the fangs. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that I stopped it on that freeze frame. But think about it. What did he say? Pornhub, uh, Pornhub is using their cloud. What kind of cloud is that? 
I have clout on watching people copulate. Let's not forget that Pornhub was sued for $52 million in damages by 40 victims on girls do porn sex trafficking. MindGeek, which is the parent company, parent, MindGeek, pay attention, of Pornhub, was sued by 40 women who say that they profited from sex trafficking operation that their partner company conducted. The women were all victims of girls do porn, whose owners were charged with sex trafficking in the U.S. last October. And this, uh, it, it will not last October, oh my gosh, October 2020. Like, so the complaint was actually filed in California and said that girls do porn, sex trafficked hundreds of high school and college-aged women using fraud, coercion, and intimidation. Girls do porn and mind geek knew the unconsented publication of a victim's sex video would upend the victim's life. That's what the site, that's what they've alleged, right? And it brutally harassed by their peers and streets. They knew that. These are all college girls and high school girls that may be in cliques. And this happens, right? We all know this. This happens that there's high school kids and college girls. You know, you know the problem that we have in our society, and I'm just going to bring this up, you know, and, and this is my opinion. We keep banning, no, you can't have alcohol, you can't have wine. And then we release the kids out into the ether and they go off to college and then they binge drink and then we wonder why. Then they end up like Caitlin Bennett with poop on their butt, getting shit on or shitting on themselves, right? And we wonder, what happened to my kid? It just went to college, right? No, they're binge drinking because you haven't taught them correctly, right? And that's a big problem. We should have people, you know, kind of doing it the right way. Like, yeah, you should have a glass of wine. Everything in moderation. Duh, duh, duh. Don't let them go out there because then they're victim of things. Kids, when they go out, they're stubborn. They're in college and they're just like, I'm not going to call my mom and dad and tell them I don't have money. And then they look for an ad. They're like, hey, just take a couple pictures and, you know, you want to do some modeling. And, oh, sure. And then it's like, oh, let's have sex. And then it's all taped. And then they put it up and they make millions. And you're like, Damn. I didn't, I didn't say that you could do it. Well, you knew that we were doing pictures, so, and this is how it goes. So these people that have been caught, right, have been caught trafficking people are now bullying the states on how the laws are going to be done. Listen, if you don't do it our way and give us device IDs, uh, IDs then uh, the device IDs, if you don't give it to us, then uh, the people of Utah can't watch our porn. And you know what, guys? It would be amazing if Utah would be like, that's right, all right, let's turn off all the adult content sites and tell them, you don't comply, you don't get to play. I don't even understand why they're making this topic, Right. I mean, it's common sense. This is the law. You either comply or you don't stream. So now they're like, well, you could get a VPN. More hacking, you know, for the desperate Johns and gals, right? There's a lot of women that watch porn. Yeah, actually, that spiked. I saw a study a couple of years ago on that. So think about it. In Louisiana, when they did the whole thing, right? They were like, you could do facial recognition. You could do this. What happened to Pornhub? They lost 80 percent. 80% of the people from the state of Louisiana that were logging in dropped. That's a lot of money. If you think that on average, the people that access Pornhub spend about 25 bucks, that's a lot of money. Okay. That is a lot of money. So now Utah does the same thing, but they're like, nah, man, we're not going to let that happen. 
We're not going to allow a state to tell us how we're going to be pushing, uh, you know, how our content's going to be accessed. We're going to tell them. We want device IDs. So I want you to pay attention to the conversations that are being had. This is all about data. This has nothing to do with pornography. This has nothing to do with protecting children. This has nothing to do with, you know, making sure that the content's not there. Remember, these people have been caught for putting on videos of victims that have been trafficked or that have done so without their consent. And yet now they're telling states, we, we are the ones that decide. No, that's not it. The conversation should be about the Internet Bill of Rights. The conversation should be, how can we make this better? How can we protect ourselves? Because today it's porn. Tomorrow it'll be something else. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all about dirty money. And that's how we're going to end tonight with dirty, dirty money. Now, note, tomorrow is Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, I will be, I will be traveling and I will not be able to access social media. It will be very sporadic. Thursday, I should be back online. It's um, kind of a spur of the moment and can't talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. So I will see you guys on Thursday. If I can post on social media, I will, right? In the meantime, lots of things are happening. They're coming very, very soon. They'll never shut me up, I'm making more noise Turn me up or turn me down, it's your choice Black lives only matter when they got a corpse to exploit Cause the media made billions off the protests for George Floyd That's called ad revenue, they make cash selling you All the crap in the ads while they broadcast news Ooh, the network full of liars Got investment capital in segments sponsored by Pfizer And the freedom fighters, I feel like the left just plans them To infiltrate the right, it's extensive planning Then it happens overnight, it's impressive branding Make a million off of shirts that say let's go branding It's a cash grab, everyone Want a lab rat? Amazon made billions of dollars from sanitizer and black masks, and that's that. Funny how the terrorists who had tag always come from places.